Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. start talking we'll see where this goes the beginning of every great episode did you start recording i did oh or the beginning of every the worst beginning of every episode (laughs) the worst life podcast yeah yeah (laughs) um so we wanted to talk we are this is danny J, and we are in the vegas studio together in person love when we're live live in vegas and jill and i've been having lots of conversations just catching up and going over business stuff and just talking about the people that we once were and speaking of the people we once were we were kind of joking around about like thank god we're not that person that we were you know, right after breakups in 2016, 2017, 2018 even. And it's just funny to look back and see the behavior that we exhibited, whether it was, I don't know, like thirst trap behavior or just the people we went out with or just the drinking and waking up and going, oh my God, I don't remember last night. But as I was thinking back of it, like it's funny and you're kind of like, oh my God, I'm glad I'm not that person. But also, like, we had to be that person. I was going to say, it was necessary. <laughs> yeah, so this sort of all started, we were at breakfast, and we were just talking about how, we were actually talking about marriage, and we were, and you guys, I think maybe six months ago or so, we did another episode on, like, would we consider getting married again? Because someone actually asked us, because we did an episode in, like, 2018 or 2019, mm-hmm. and I was very much like, I would never get married again, and you were like, oh, I definitely would, yeah. and then someone asked us have they changed and so we did another episode and we just sort of talking about that what would that look like and and it's hard to look at marriage and I hate this for someone who feels really like that marriage is super sacred for them I just feel like it's not as sacred as it once felt to me and we were sort of talking about how when you go through something like we went through and if you're listening to this podcast chances are you've gone through some shit in your life as well whether it was you know divorce or infidelity or just you know massive change in a relationship that your self-esteem really takes a massive hit and I don't think I realized it at the time, but looking back on some behavior, it, I knew in the moment I was like, I knew in the moment this was temporary, I feel like, you know, I felt like in the moment I was like, okay, I definitely am drinking a little bit more. I'm definitely going out more. I'm definitely, you know, talking to a lot of dudes that I'm like, not really interested, but I really think I was looking for affirmation. And one of the things that you said in our conversation was, the reason why maybe you at first didn't want to get married or you were scared to get married again is because you were like, I wasn't a good wife. And to say that out loud after, and I was like, that's real though. If you go through something with the person you love the most in the world rejects you, you literally think you're fucking garbage. You really do. And you kind of, and you don't think it consciously really, at least I wasn't thinking that. I was more thinking, God, like I must be really unlovable if the one person in the world who I love the most rejects me so I don't know <laughs> uh, clearly and you're you're sort of wondering can I do this again am I good enough to do this again am I good at could I can I be a better wife and was I a bad wife and then you kind of said you know after doing like a 360 you were like actually I was really a good wife and I feel like I was as well 
And I don't feel like it was, but you just take in all of these ideas and you internalize them without even knowing it. And then it comes out in some of the behavior that, you know, for me, I was definitely talking to a lot of fuck boys. I was definitely fucking around with some dudes that I would like never even talk to now. Not that they're not fine. It's just not for me. And it wasn't, I wasn't, I was so, I was just available for some of these, what I consider to be more scrubby interactions Mm -hmm. than I probably would be now because I I just feel like I built back my self-esteem quite a bit. Yeah. I don't think like you don't realize the loss of confidence and the loss of self-esteem you don't see how it's coming out in your behavior it's like the hindsight is 2020 and like you said there's certain people that you talked to or had interactions with or even dated or slept with and you're like I would never even entertain that person today and that they're I could tell you same there's so many I'm like why would I even talk to them but when you're just at a place where you're your self-esteem's in the trash. You feel like, to your point, if the one person that was supposed to love me doesn't, then you you build this belief that you're unlovable. And you might not say that to yourself in the mirror. And in fact, both of you and I were working really hard. So I think we had our self-esteem in that area and our confidence in that area. And potentially, if I'm being really honest with myself, maybe that was overcompensating. Maybe it was like, okay, I'm really good at this stuff and trying to convince myself I'm still okay, I'm still okay. Like I'm good at this one thing, right? Even if I'm not good at this other thing. And I think it's just survival. I think this is what our brain does to help us survive. And so, you know, there's these parts of me that I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I went through that. You and look back and you're like a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. Also just like that is who I had to be at totally. that time. Totally. And, and it's also easy to see, like we were joking around last night, we saw this meme we were talking about where it's like when the wife starts posting selfies and the husband starts posting picture of their kids, you know, there's trouble, trouble brewing. And it's like, and then Jill said something about, and then the wife goes and takes a boudoir photo shoot. And I started dying because I swear it was like no less than six weeks after my husband left me, I did a boudoir shoot. And I'm like, you've got to <laughs> Oh my God. Me. I posted so <laughs> many thirst traps. And so, you know, it's like, we see this. And when I see people going through it now, I'm like, oh, they're going through something like, right. I, you know, I'll see a girlfriend and I know she's going through divorce and I see what she's posting. And I'm like, oh, yep, she's going through her thing right now. She's going through the dating and you see the pictures. And I'm like, and I just nod my head and I kind of laugh, but I'm also like, I was there. So I, I don't, get it. Yeah. It's, that's the thing is I don't judge it because I'm just like, I totally get that space. Yeah. And I think you have to go. I mean, I guess it's a quintessential like midlife crisis, whether mm-hmm. you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s or 50s or beyond like there is that moment where your life gets turned upside down and you really are trying to reorient to what's my new identity. I'm not the wife of this person anymore. I'm not this partner in this team anymore. And then I I know I have to speak for myself. Like I definitely was looking for affirmation from men because I was like, God, I must really be unattractive. I must be, you know, just a bad, you know, person. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good partner, whatever. And so you're like, am I even hot anymore? Like I hadn't been paid attention really to my looks for years. I mean, not that I was like letting myself go, but I definitely like didn't try to look super nice, didn't get like put up, put together really, you know, cause you're just in a comfortable relationship. And so then looking back at that behavior and I was like, it was what it needed to be. And I think even in the moment I had that where I was like, yes, I'm drinking a little bit more, going out, like living more of a fast paced lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I know this isn't going to last. I know this is just me coping right now. Yeah. And it is what it is because I knew that if I judged it, it would be worse. Yeah. I knew if I like judged myself and I was like, Jill, you're like a fuck up and look at you or whatever. It was just like, it would have made things even worse at the time. And so I, when I see someone else going through that, I totally recognize it. And I think it's part of the process. I think it's part of the, na- the like necessary process Dude, it's to so, find yourself again. It so is. I remember during a lot of it and 
I definitely was judging myself for a lot more. And I remember so many times you would be like, what else are you supposed to do? And I was like, good point. What else are you supposed to do? You're like, you keep going along the is- same way. It's like you literally are driving down the street. Yeah. And you got hit by a Mack truck. And, and you're, you're not going to keep going straight. Right. You're like, this is what I've been handed right now. Like, what else literally are you supposed to do? Like, I have. And the, I remember reading this meme as well. <laughs> Memes are my life, I guess. Like, me, I'm a meme philosopher. But. It was it was something along the lines that said, you can't judge how I choose to heal when you broke me. And I remember mm. it hit me hard because my ex-husband said something to me about what I was doing and where I was living, kind of judging me like, well, you chose to move to LA and it's so expensive. I'm like, yeah, dude, I did choose to move to LA. I wasn't moving here originally until you fucking ruined the relationship. And then where <laughs> was I supposed to go? I was going to live on my couch with my parents or live on the couch with my friends. And I chose my friend over my parents because I'm 35 years old and I don't want to live with my parents. So... I just remember like him judging me and I was just like, how dare you judge how I am healing and how I am coping with what you caused, right? And so I'm always really aware of that too when people are going through their process, whatever their healing looks like. And healing sometimes looks really messy. And I actually had this conversation with my dad recently because I was really judging him quite honestly. And, um, you know, he's been going through a rough patch and it really started around the one-year mark of my mom passing away, just doing some stupid shit with money and being irresponsible. And I was getting really pissed off, quite frankly, and taking it really personally. And there was just a lot that was that that was being brought up for me. And that obviously has to do way with my history of him and, and our whole family. But I got to a point where I'm like, I have to let this go because it's really affecting me. And I called him to apologize. And he told me I didn't need to, but I was like, I need to do this for me. And I just told him that. I was like, I want you to know that I know you're going through a hard time. And however you're processing, it's, I said, it's not lost on me that this started around a year after mom passed. And that if I'm really being honest with myself, I did a lot of stupid shit with money right after I broke up or right after I left my husband too. And I can't imagine, I said, I don't even know what it's like to have your spouse of 43 years just disappear. So, and he was, you know, very gracious on that. But I was like, you know, I really don't know what that's like. And of course, people are going to do self-destructive things and fuck up and, we just can. And it's not to say that he's going to go down like because in my head, I'm like, he's going to be homeless and he's going to be going down this downward spiral. And yes, he might. He might not. I didn't end up going down that way, but it took a little while for me to get out of my own self-destructive behaviors and patterns, whether it was drinking, spending so much money, shopping, having sex with people, like whatever it was. And I think it's just important to recognize if you're going through that, it's it's normal, it's understandable. And judging it does make it worse. It's hard not to sometimes, especially if you judged people like you in the past and then suddenly you're doing that and you're like, fuck, I can't believe I'm that person. But I think there's a like it's a normal behavior that trauma causes certain behaviors and actions because of the thoughts and the things it creates. And I will say, I think one of the things that really helped me sort of, and it took several years, I left the marriage in 2015 and I really didn't get into healthy relationship until 2018. Um, Those three years in between, I think it really helped um, being able to process with people close to me. So being able to talk through things with you, talk through things with my brother, Dan, talk through things with my friend, Andy, like people who didn't judge me and whether or not we were going through the same thing, it just really, I was able to, uh, like, I think it allowed for me to move through that faster when I had people around me who didn't judge it, you know, and were like, Hey, I see you, you're doing your best. Like, let me know what you need. How can I support you? And like, you know, and I think 
if I could see if you don't have that kind of support system when you're going through something that maybe it can take longer. It took me three years, took both of us about three, four years. So I think if you don't have that support system or you are, and I think this is really common when people divorce, they're surrounded by a lot of people who do judge them, mm-hmm. right? On both sides, whether you were the quote unquote perpetrator or the victim or whatever, people choose sides and you feel really isolated. And I was lucky that, you know, not many people in our, our life had to choose, but I was surrounded by people who didn't judge me and were like, hey, I get it. I've never been through what you've been through, but like, I can understand how this is tough and whatever. And also didn't baby me, right? Didn't talk shit about my ex. That wouldn't have been helpful. So I think if you can see it from like, if you can give yourself a 30,000 foot view and look down at yourself and be like, Hey, this isn't my best life. Like this is my quote. This is not my live my best life. This is not the best version of me, but it's the only version of me right now that I can conjure. Mm. And to have people around you just acknowledge that and allow for you to talk through some of the stuff, I think you can move through it faster. And I see a lot of, even like a lot of my clients, you know, they go through different stuff in their relationship. They have different goals once they start their business and they, they really want to create something else. And that can create a rift sometimes in their long-term relationship. And then they go through and they have their single times and they're doing their thirst traps and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, if you can still just take one step forward and surround yourself with people who don't judge you and who can get it, I think that you can move through it a lot faster and you don't go down this like spiral of like, oh my God, this is just me now. You know, I'm just like fucked up forever. It's like, I never felt that. I knew that at some point I would get into a healthy relationship, but it took, you know, a lot of processing to get there. Hey besties, this episode is brought to you by Blinkist. Now y'all, I have been a longtime off and on user of Blinkist. Blinkist is kind of how I describe it as the Cliff Notes of Audible. Do y'all remember Cliff Notes back in the day, those little yellow books you would get so you didn't have to read your whole book for your book report? So this is like that. Blinks are basically little 15-minute snippets, 10 to 15-minute snippets of full books. Um, There's even podcast snippets as well. And they have over 5,500 titles, nonfiction titles. So if you're trying to learn some things quick, just grab some nuggets. Or maybe you're curious if you want to even invest in listening to an entire book or reading an entire book. You can just listen to these short blinks. Super fun. Take them on a walk with you. Quick run. I really love these things. And because they're sponsoring the podcast, they're hooking you up. Right now, they actually have a special offer just for our audience. So if you go to Blinkist.com slash The Best Life, you can start a seven-day free trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. So that's Blinkist. It's spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash the best life to get 25% off and a seven day free trial. And for a limited time, you can even use Blinkist Connect to share your premium account. So you'll get two premium subscriptions for the price of one. It does. And there's a, a recent book on grief I read about uh, by David Rico, and he talks a lot about how that the conversations with friends and having those relationships are really what helps you get through it. And so our relationships are so crucial and so key. And it's also what makes it really difficult, right? Because usually if like we're talking about breakup specifically or divorce specifically is the person that you used to talk to that was your best friend, that was the person that you had all these moments with is gone. Who are the new people that you can talk to? And very often if you've been married or in relationships for a long time, your friends are also in relationships, so you feel like they can't relate. You feel like you can't talk to them. And it gets so challenging to 
and you don't be process a this on your own. And you don't want to be like that, you yeah. know. And then oftentimes, I mean, I think we, I don't say we were lucky, but I think <laughs> it was serendipitous that you and I both had the same sort of situation happen at the same time. Yeah. And we both had the same sort of lifestyle, entrepreneurship, and, you know, being able to like live wherever and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people don't have that. Or yeah. they have kids and they have to stay in the same place and they have to stay in a small town and they can't get away. And, yeah. And just you, like you said, the burden part is an interesting piece because, you know, there's so much emotions and like I remember crying so much and you don't want to call your friends over and over crying, but sometimes you just need someone that you can do that to. And so someone who's not judging you, who's like, sure, call me. It's okay. You're fine. And to remind you of who you are like this to also remind you like this isn't you. This isn't you. This is what's happening right now, but it's not you and it's not your new identity. And it can be so interesting to take on this new identity of uh, whatever it is, like I'm a fuck up now and this is what I do and now I just drink and I'm an alcoholic and then suddenly you wake up and you're like, this is not the best version of myself or who I want to be. And actually in my relationship right now, we've kind of been talking about this of, you know, we were both not the best versions of ourselves when we met each other. I think we were trying and we were really working through stuff, but not realizing the residue of what we brought from our past relationships. And we worked really hard to to like get through those, but sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And it's interesting is that relationships, <laughs> I, I think intellectually before getting in relationship and, you know, Jill and I talked about this before she was with Keith and I was with Jeff of, of course we would trust again and it's going to be fine. And until you're actually faced with it, like till you have the practical experience, it's one thing to like read a book, but then it's another thing to do the thing, right? You can read about how to make a cake and then you make a cake and you're like, why are there bubbles or why isn't this rising or whatever? <laughs> like it's very different doing it. So while I did a lot of work and therapy and all of this to try to make sure I was in a healthy spot, I wasn't totally in that healthy spot. And still, um, there's still things that came up in the last couple of years that have continued to kind of not make me the best version of myself. And so that's something that I've been working on personally is going, I want to be this better version of me and I need to work on that for me. And the better I am for myself, the better I am in this relationship. Yeah. And so I think it's also important. I've seen this kind of school of thought, like in some single groups that I'm in, this like unwed group of some people saying, you shouldn't date again until you're healthy, until you're ready. And I honestly don't think you can be ready. You kind of like, I do, do you think know you should. Ready? That's yeah. the thing. Is like, how <laughs> true, do you know? True. And you know, because you get into some fucked up relationships yes. and you go, yep, don't want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing too, is you, you got to do your best and do as much as you can. Like, do your work, go to therapy, do whatever you can, but you don't know until you're in a relationship because someone's going to trigger you a completely different way than your ex did. Someone's going to push buttons a completely different way than your sister or your brother that you grew up with did. You do not know how to be in a relationship with a new person until you're in a relationship with a new person. So yes, do your work, but also don't think you're going to be fixed before you're allowed to work or before you're allowed to date. I've seen people like, stop bringing your trauma on other people and stop going out and dating. And I'm going, well, Nobody would be in a relationship then if we just all had to be okay first because we would not be fixed and finished. I'm definitely not. I still have so much garbage. I'm like thinking I got more garbage now than I did before I got in the relationship <laughs> because I see it, right? I'm like more aware. So I think this is to say like, don't beat yourself up over this shit. Know that you're a work in progress. You don't have to fix it all first. You don't have to like be perfect and be quote okay. Um, I personally don't 
find it beneficial to rush straight into a relationship straight out of a breakup because I think you are in a different headspace and you're not quite there and you might be looking for something to Or you might be trying to like recreate your marriage, which yeah. I think can be a little toxic too. Yeah, but I, I don't necessarily think you have to be, quote, fixed and, uh, you know, go through it all because I just don't think you can be. No, yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's so true. I think like you can, again, it's so easy to have the intellectual understanding of like, yeah, of course I'm going to trust again and I know what I would do differently this time, whatever. And then you get into a relationship. Like I remember I got into a relationship like about a year after, a year and a half after um, my separation and it was like all the bad things in my marriage, like on steroids. And I was like, oh, I had to go like one more time, like really to the like the worst side. And I remember like now thinking back to like some of the things I was doing in that relationship, I was like, like I'm so embarrassed for myself. And I try not to judge because like, it was what it was, but I was like, this person literally brought, the, brought out the worst to me. And it was like, I wasn't ready, but I'm glad I had that experience because I had not that experience. It would have been like a year later, two years later, and I would have been getting those same lessons. So I do think there is a, a sort of a cataloging of lessons that you have to get by dating. And I think it's a mistake to try and always jump into a relationship and, and be like, this is my next husband. You know, like I think it's okay to just date a lot of people and try a lot of personalities out and like because you're just not going to know and the idea that you're going to find someone exactly like the person who you just left it's not it's gonna be completely different and so I do agree with you that you have to get reps <laughs> you do <laughs> you have to like sort of get reps and but at the same time have the awareness and like you said do all the work like still read the book still talk to your friends like still process I mean I remember when I was in that relationship it was only a short relationship but I was talking to you constantly about it and it was just like and you were the one who was like Jill this is fucking toxic. And meanwhile, you and I are both toxic. And you're like, this is even more fucking toxic. And I knew that when you told me that, you were like, you need to break up with him. And I was like, and I cried because I knew you were right. Yeah. You know, but you try to fit a square peg into a round hole and be like, it's fine. Or this is the next person or whatever. It's not. And that's okay. You need to have some, you know, what's the phrase? You need to kiss some frogs before you find a prince. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know that you ever find a prince. You just may find a better looking frog. Yeah. You do. <laughs> you find a better looking frog that can pull some prince shit and out once in and a while. And you're a frog too. So it all works out. <laughs> so true. But you know, that's the thing is it's there's, so I don't know that there's ever like one perfect person. I think you just, you do have, it's how you guys come together. I don't think it's ever yeah. going to be completely lined up. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I was recently just, having a conversation with my coach and she's just like, well, what do you want? And I started to think about the things I want. And then, and this is some exercises I did before. Like we had Elena Cardone on the podcast and she talked about like, she did this exercise with her girlfriends. She wrote out the things she wanted. And then she was like, who do I have to be to get that? And I turned it around on myself again. I was like, geez, like I have gone, you know, since the pandemic and like life has happened. So there's a lot of shit that I would have put a couple years ago that I still want. And I'm like, oh, but I'm not that person right now. I haven't been that. I, I'm i like thinking about, oh, I want someone who works out more. And I was like, I haven't been to the gym. And like, I've been to the gym maybe six times in 2022. So I'm like, what the fuck? You know, that's on me. And so we also have to look at and be realistic with who we are, our, our expectations. Like, I'm the queen. I'm the best. And if you are, then good. Find that. And you deserve to find that equal but we also have to be real about what are we looking for and are we also presenting that ourselves god that's so good <laughs> i'm just like thinking to myself I'm like yeah i need to check myself yeah you know and it's so easy because and i, I was saying this to jeff like we kind of both have this we remember the version of ourselves before being hurt and i feel like that was and it, 
and I know it's not the best version of myself, but it was when I was some of the most confident. One of the reasons I think I was the most confident at 34, like the year before the affair, was because I was naive. So I just, I keep going back to this version of me that was so confident, that wasn't afraid of anything, that was really like everything in my career was coming together. And then boom, I got like smacked out of left field with this affair and my whole life is flipped upside down. And it started making me question everything. Like, do I even know any fucking thing? Do I know what I'm talking about? I'm not confident. And then I'm thinking, was my confidence what ended the marriage? And was Mm. my confidence what made this all end up not working? And so there was all of this self-doubt and then it turns into lack of confidence in so many areas. And I just remember thinking of like this old version of myself that part of me still thinks I'm that person, but I'm not actually behaving the same as that person. And then part of me is like, I don't know if I can ever be that. And then I want to be better than that. So there's like all of these, there are like six different parts of me that are just fighting with each other. And like, who is the person that's right here in the mirror today? And that person is the one need to be making the decisions. Not the 34-year-old confident version who didn't know what the fuck was going on behind her back. Not the 36-year-old that was like hurt and not confident because she thinks she doesn't know anything. And then not like the 40-year-old version who's still like going wavering back and forth between like, I need to make a new version of myself today with what I know, not letting it fucking destroy me, making decisions not out of fear or not out of like blind hopeless hope, hopefulness either, but just like taking all these pieces and going, okay, who do I want to be now? What was the best version of me that I loved about my 34-year-old self? And take that forward. And what's the version of me, like the knowing, the things that I didn't know that I that made me feel scared, take that forward with me and just rebuild the version. And I think it's really about rebuilding your identity. And I think that's actually one of the deeper lessons of all this is that our identity gets stripped in a breakup, no matter if you're married or not married, you do build a new identity with a partner, right? No, and even me today and you today, Jill, like as much as we want to stay in our own sovereign selves and we do have our own personal identities, we still have an identity as a couple. While I don't think it would hurt as much in like jar us as much this time because we have a different idea going in, I think we have to be aware that there's still an identity piece. And so we still have to rebuild all of that and rebuild ourselves as individuals, rebuild ourselves as a couple, rebuild ourselves as a business owner and how those all fit together. And it's just taking a look at all the pieces and just bringing what you want and like leaving the stuff that's not serving you anymore. And it's it's really not an easy process. And it takes a lot of awareness, self-awareness, and then also just and testing. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, testing. That's why I love that you brought up like, hey, get into other relationships. Like, you know, put yourself in, put yourself in position where you have to see yourself in action, how you would actually respond if something happened. You know, and it, it reminds me of that episode we did a few episodes ago about can you evolve your business, talking about you know, if you do go in a different direction with your business, you're not starting from scratch. You're taking all of the lessons you learned. So don't make the same mistake here. I think I can look back at the Jill of 2016, 2017 and be like, yeah, she felt like she had to start from scratch because she was like, I don't know anything. And to your point, it's not that black and white. And now I'm like, oh, she actually knew a good amount of shit. She just lost sight of what she knew, you know? And so I think you're, if you go into another relationship, it's not that you're starting from scratch. I think a lot of people are like, well, and that's a big reason why people don't break up is because like, I don't want to start all over again. You're not starting all over again. You have so many lessons and so many insights and so many, but there, but there's like almost like a film over your eyes. Like there's almost a film where like you forget that you know so much. You forget that you're confident. You forget that you've done some shit, that you have competency, that you're a good person. 
And that's when you have some of the experiences that you're like, ah, yeah, these are definitely ones I'm not like super proud of. I'm not going to judge it, but also I know this is not the final me. Yeah. And I think once you kind of get to that point and so yes, time heals, but it's more that you heal because Mm. you're, you're having these conversations, you're listening to these podcasts, you're talking to your girlfriends, you're talking to, uh, you know, you're going to therapy, you're doing like the work, you know, when you do those things, that's what heals, but you do need to go out and test it. The idea that you're going to sit at home, read books, listen to podcasts, and then like have a coming out. I'm this perfect new person who wants me. It's like, that's just not fucking real. Yeah, Yeah. You need to test it. You need to go out into the world and have the experiences. And I feel like that's how you eventually arrive at your best self. I like that too. There's also this, it's funny because I'm picturing, I've seen people want to do this in business where they're like, I'm going to come, I want to share my story, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet. I'm like, there's not just a coming out party where you share your story (laughs) or you come out and you're like, I'm ready to date. Who wants me? Now I'm ready. There's just not that. You just, you You practice, you you tell your story over and over and over and over. You try something. And there's this song um, that Jeff and I really liked. I think it came out in 2020. I don't even know but it's basically the lyrics are grow grow as we go so the song is basically about somebody's trying to break up and this guy's like why do we have because the guy wants to break up he's like I want to break up with you because I need to like grow on my own and he's like why can't we just grow together and it's literally just the song about you don't have to break up to like figure it out on your own and then be a new person it's you can still grow within the relationship. So sometimes you do mm-hmm. need to grow outside of relationship and you do need to break up. Sometimes you do need to, you can have a relationship that becomes a brand new relationship and you're both growing at the same time. Right. So there's just a lot that can be done within the relationship too. And so it's waiting and trying to be that correct person or have it the right way is not, it's not usually the way it's going to work out yeah. the best. And I, I'll be honest, I like some... Uh, I like some midlife crisis energy. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. So if you if you are going through some shit and you want to throw up an ass shot and some thirst traps, I support you. Yep. Tag me. I will give you a shitload of love. <laughs> Tag Danny and I. Fire emojis. We will definitely be your biggest fucking fan. Do you want to do a boudoir shoe? It's such an important part to go through. We have it some. Just is. We have some references for the boudoir shoe. <laughs> we do. We if some- you're one year or less out of relationship, definitely get your boudoir going. <laughs> <laughs> it really is so good. But anyway, I hope that you guys can relate to this. I think even if maybe you haven't gone through divorce or infidelity, I'm sure you've gone through some kind of breakup or some sort of big shift in your life where you're sort of, I mean, it is as cliche to say, but it's, you know, it is a caterpillar sort of becoming a butterfly and it's not always super easy. It's not linear. It's not predictable. And I think if you're going through something like that, you know, you have the courage to take one step forward. Like I commend you. A lot of people don't. They shrink into them they're themselves or they don't forgive or they, you know, they sort of stay in a holding pattern. But if you're going out and you're living and you're posting that stuff and you're putting yourself out there to me I'm like that's how it works and I just really always will respect someone who's just courageous enough to keep going we applaud you we love you and you know you're gonna get through this babe we're all gonna get through it (laughs) all right y'all we'll see you on the next episode bye